When I grow up, I always see God as a very far distant God, that I was so afraid of Him. And I was trying to please Him with all my good works and staying pure according to the teaching that I received and growing as a Shiite Muslim, devoted Shiite, Shiite Muslim. And I was trying to just perform the five days, five times prayers per day, and toward Kaaba, toward Mecca, and always doing good things, but I didn't have any assurance where I was heading after this life. And then, because of the wars and because of, um, you know, the situation in the country where I was born and the revolution and seeing all these young dead people, I started to uh, question God. I began to question God. Are you there while all these things uh, are happening? And always my mom says, be quiet, you're going to go to hell. <laughs> you don't question God. And so I was searching, I was reading the Quran. And what was really astonishing to me that I learned he had, Allah had, uh, has 99 names, that he is mighty, that he is this and he is that. And none of the names was love. So there were too many contradictions, too many questions that I was searching for the real truth. And the greatest fear I have, if I deny this God and Allah, because he's going to punish me, I'm going to head into hell. Even if I didn't have this assurance, where after this life I am going? Because I was asking, they said, well, inshallah, we go to heaven. Inshallah means God willing, we go to heaven. But again... So hard to understand and it really is disappointing to know you live this life without living it. So I went to university and I saw a flyer uh, on the board that they were showing Jesus movie. So out of curiosity I said, well, he was a good prophet. He had so many miracles. My, the prophet that I was believing at that time didn't commit any miracle, didn't have any miracle. So I want to know. I want to watch the movie what I'm going to lose. Out of curiosity, I went, and for the first time in my life, I met some Muslim who converted to Christianity, and they were medical doctors, some of them, they were former haji, that they you know, went to Mecca, so I was saying to myself, I was asking questions, what happened, what led them to come uh, to know Jesus, not as just a great prophet, but as the son of God, as the savior of the world. And uh, after watching this movie, I started to, I began um, again questioning the teaching of Quran because I saw in that movie that Jesus was crucified, Jesus went on the cross because of us sinners, and then rose from the dead three days later, and his tomb was empty. This is not what I learned about Jesus. And the way he was born, he was born in Bethlehem, which is the teaching of Quran, was he was born in a desolated desert so there were so many uh, you know um, contradictions so after the uh, watching this movie they came to me and we started to you know talk and I started gradually you know to know them but began to argue with them I knew somehow I knew what they were saying is the truth but because of that spirit of fear that fear just grabbed hold of me I couldn't, you know, I couldn't accept, I, or I can say I refuse to accept the truth. So especially when they said all are sinners, we are all sinners, I said no, I didn't commit any immorality, I didn't commit any, you know, sexual immorality, drinking alcohol, for me everything is just, you know, outward. So I started to argue with them because I was so afraid for them according to the teaching of Islam that I received that and the scriptures in Quran that if we deny Islam, we're going to go to hell. So I told them, you're going to go to hell. I tried to convert them back to Islam. But still, they keep loving me unconditionally. That was um, the greatest thing that really touched my heart. And for the first time in my life, they, I saw a Bible, a New Testament. And according again the teaching that I grew up with, the Bible has been tahrif or has been changed. And because of that curiosity to see what part of Bible has been tariffed or changed, I started to read and study the Bible. And at my total amazement, not only I didn't see any contradiction or any changes, I was just seeing affirmation of God's love from the beginning till the last chapter. One night, 
I was on my knees and I said, God, I don't really want to go to hell. If you are really the one these friends are telling me, please reveal yourself. Please show yourself to me. And out of God's great mercy and grace, he appeared me in a dream. That night, in that dream that I had, three men in white robes with Roman sandals in the shape of a triangle stood in front of me in that dream. I was not able to see the faces of two of them, but the, the, the one who was, who was standing in front of me just answered my question. The question with which I went to bed. And he said, why you have so much doubt in me? Just believe in me. I woke up. I never had any encounter so closely with God. I never had this personal conversation with God because to me Allah was so far away, so, you know, sitting in high places that I cannot reach. So that's why I go through imams or, you know, intermediaries to, uh, to ask even if for a simple prayer. And when I woke up for the first time, that peace came upon me because I know all of us have such a, uh, you know, deep down inside of us, there is some void, there is something empty inside of us, just, just our Creator can fill this void. So I got up and I'm driving to the college, I'm coming back and forth, and this, this dream was like a film, like a movie in front of my eyes. So I called that lady, the former Haji, I said, I had this dream and she said, well, we cannot see the face of the Father or the Holy Spirit, you know who he was, and just by faith as Jesus asked, if you confess that you are a sinner and give your life to me and believe that I came for you, that I am God and I was, uh, I, I, uh, I, I died on the cross for you and for your sins, I became sin for you and shed my blood to cleanse you from all these impurities and rose again three days later, you are saved. So just by faith, even if still I was questioning about, you know, if Jesus is God, Son of God, because I have the physical concept of Jesus being Son of God uh, in my mind. I had this prayer just by faith, but it's by this friend. And at the same time, at the end of prayer, I was feeling like I am a feather in the air. I felt so light. It was like heavy baggages, heavy heaviness was just coming out of me. And one time I read the Bible again, the first chapter of the book of John. Before I came to know the Lord and confess Him as my Lord and Savior, I read the Bible. I didn't have the Spirit of God. Unless the Holy Spirit revealed that Jesus is Lord, there is no other way. So I read the first verse. In the beginning was God, in the beginning, I'm sorry, in the beginning was Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. And a voice clearly, as I'm talking and hearing my voice right now, inside of me said, Luke verse 14. And I look at verse 14 and it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and immediately that scale came off of my eyes, and for the first time in my life, confessed, with all my being that Jesus is Lord and there is no other name given on this, in, on this earth under this sky that we can get saved except by Jesus Jesus Christ the Savior of me of you and the world I would tell to my brothers and sisters that the arms of God who created us and who, was, who is so almighty and powerful that even he can put without changing his nature, he can become flesh and say, here I am, I accept you the way you are, you don't have to please me with all this good work that you are not sure even if from, uh, for your eternity, when are you, where are you heading, I accept you the way you are and my arms are so large, extended toward you to receive you with love and I can saturate you with peace and with joy and with love that even if no circumstances in life can take away that peace and joy and love 
because I am the giver of life. I don't take life. I give you life. He said, I knew you by name when you were you are in the womb of your mother. I mean, we are talking about a great and awesome God who can feel our heart. He knows deep down what's going on in our heart. He's the only way. He doesn't say, I am just one of the ways or I am just uh, a prophet. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is everything. That's why he said, then you shall know the truth. The truth, knowing that truth, knowing Jesus, shall set you free. I born in a strong Muslim family, uh, which is uh, uh, Shia. Uh, I grew up uh, in my uh, faith, which is transferred from my grandma to my grandfather, uh, to my dad, and transferred to me. Uh, I remember uh, years ago uh, when I was as a child, my grandmother were encouraging me to do namaz and do the uh, Islam's traditional. Uh, I try to follow the, uh, the, the faith they, they keep telling me since I was young. Uh, I remember even I was child like 12 years ago, 12 years old. Uh, my grandma said, "You have to, if you want to go to heaven, you have to follow what we are teaching you." And my grandfather, from my dad's side, he had a mask, you know. So um, I was 12 years old. I lost my dad and my sister in car accident, and uh, I was living with them for two years at least. And I was doing fasting. I was doing. Uh, all the uh, stuff they were telling me. I was thinking Allah, uh, which is the God in Islam, He's someone in heaven. Okay, He never, uh, He never have any relationship with me. Uh, when I need Him, I cry out, you know, to help me. You know, I was empty. You know, I was in bad situation. He was not near to me. I, t I thought maybe, you know, I'm, I'm uh, in, in, the, in this big world. There is no uh, hope for me. I really hate people that time. I was full of anger. I said, people that don't like me, God doesn't care about me, you know, uh, religion doesn't help me, so why I have to leave? So one day I decided to su suicide. I was crying that night, I remember I drank also. Uh, uh, I said, God, why I'm not dying? You know, I, I don't want to leave anymore. Why I have to leave? And after that was uh, one day I remember my friend, who, whose name is Hassan, he, he introduced me to some Christian organization. One day he told me, there is a church uh, in this street. Do you want to go and visit that church? I said, no, I don't want to go to the church. And he was Muslim too. Uh, I, I don't want to go to the church. He said, no, 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 let's go there. So we went there anyway. It was the middle of the service and preacher was preaching about the message of gospel. I remember he was saying, God is our father. And that was the place I, I feel empty in my heart. I thought the emptiness in my heart is because I don't have my dad. But it was not true actually. Uh, it was part of it. But he was teaching, he was preaching, you know, uh, God is our Father. And then uh, the, his message was speaking to my heart. I feel, you know, it's some related relationship between his word and my heart. But he, was, he was telling in his message, you know, how God loves people. Even though they are sinners, even though they are, uh, uh, they are not walking with him all, every day. But he was telling me about his passion. God, God has, you know, He's created us as a father and He loves us, you know, uh, it doesn't matter who we are, from which generation, from which re religion, if we are Muslim, if we are Christian, He's His upper father, you know. So when uh, the service ended, the, the gentleman came, he said, uh, if you want to come and give your heart to Jesus, it, I was going to do that really, but I was afraid of my friend, Hassan was there, I said, no, he's going to see, you know, I'm going to, I became Christian, he was going to, he's going to tell all the neighbors, friends, you know, yeah, and that time became Christian. And same, so it was 
very, you know, it was war inside of me. Okay, some voice said, "Go to the altar, to the front, and give your heart." And some, another voice said, "No, no, 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 don't do that." You know, it was, you know, my flesh uh, was telling me, "Don't do that." So I, uh, uh, the gentleman came again. He said, "You know, this preacher is going to preach entire week." If you want to come, welcome tomorrow also. I said, yes, I'm going to go to the church again, but without Hassan, you know. I don't want to go with Hassan. But after that service, I went home. I couldn't sleep that night. The word of that uh, preacher were talking to me all night, you know. Uh, it was really touched my heart. So, uh, then uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, after uh, work, I went to the church. I was... Um, first person in the sanctuary sanctuary and then uh, uh, I feel very uh, different smell I never uh, feel in the past you know and then uh, uh, suddenly people are starting to come to the church one by one and then people start to singing and worship the Lord in the past uh, I was going to the, to the mosque you know I never seen people singing for the Lord joying because they have uh, something in their life. When I was, I saw it was people crying to Allah. Where they were in sorrow, you know, because what happened to their Imam or to their their prophet. But I never seen someone is dancing, singing for the Lord. And I, I, one thing it was interesting to me also is was they were singing to Jesus. Uh, one song I, I always remember touched my heart was, you know. If you are tired, if you don't know about your future, tell it to Jesus, tell it to Jesus. If you are, you are a sinner, tell it to Jesus, you know. So, uh, the, the songs were ta you know, talking to my life, to my heart, you know. Uh, it was uh, something I never experienced before. And the preacher came, the same preacher uh, had uh, preached yesterday. He came, he started preaching. His message was about how we are sinner. So yesterday he said, God loves us, and today he said, we are sinner. I found out through his message and word of God, uh, the emptiness I have is not because I lost my dad. My problem is because I'm sinner. And that was the emptiness I never, uh, feel, I never do anything about it in the past. I tried to be good Muslim, but uh, that was not I needed. What I needed is to have, I have to repent because I'm sinner. I remember, <laughs> I don't know what happened suddenly, but before the pastor altar call, I was in the front. I was crying for 15 minutes later on, people told me, you know, you were crying out, you know, shouting, God, I need you, God, Jesus, if you are alive, come to my heart and change me, I'm a sinner, I don't know what to do, you are the only person, you can help me. So. Uh, at the same time, some a gentleman was looking at me, you know, he was looking at me, I'm crying for 15 minutes, he came, he said, young man, do you need help? I said, yes, please help me, I need help, you know, I don't know what to do, you know, and he came and he, he guided me to pray and, you know, give my heart to the Lord. After I gave my heart to the Lord, to Jesus, you know, I, I stood up, I feel I'm just, again, uh, I can't say I'm born again, you know. I didn't know anything about born again, but I feel I'm born. I'm new, you know, I'm fresh. So I was going home, the way I was going home, I was dancing and shouting, uh, tell it to Jesus, tell it to Jesus, the song, you know, uh, in the very first uh, beginning of the uh, worship I heard, you know, tell it to Jesus, tell it to Jesus. After I went home, my mom said, something is wrong with you, what happened? You're crazy, you're different. Did you receive some money? <laughs> I said, no, 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 I found Jesus, you know, Jesus came to my life. She said, no, you're crazy, you know, what are you talking, Jesus is a prophet, he's in the heaven, you know. But I said, no, 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 I changed, I'm the same person. And after that, every, after, after that night, I feel, you know, a new beginning in my life. So everything was uh, converted, everything was uh, transformed, you know. I was a bad person, I was sinner, I was empty, now I became, you know, a happy person. Uh, no more anger in my life, you know, 
and I, I, I start to love people, you know. In the past, I never liked people. I love to fight with them. I love to be, uh, to be against of the people's teaching or ideas. But now, I love more people. From that night, uh, I feel I'm a I'm, uh, I'm new person. I never have relationship with Allah. I, I, I try to be closer to Allah, but nothing received from Him. I didn't know Allah is different than Jehovah God in Christianity. And then, but through Jesus, through Jesus Christ, my Lord, I start to have relation, new relationship with my Creator, with my Savior. So every time I start uh, reading His Word, you know, the Gospel, you know, every time I, 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 I had my quiet time with the Lord, I, I feel God is near me. I feel He, he is friend of me. Uh, I remember when I, when I got baptized, uh, the pastor said, "Yeah, brother Elnathan, he lost his pa his father, but he he found heavenly father. So I found that I have uh, someone more valuable than human person. So I have now my father God. He's always with me, and uh, he 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 gave me everything I needed. You know. So maybe many things is still same thing because." Uh, I live in this, this earth, you know, in this world, but I feel more peace, I feel more joy, you know. Uh, so when I go to the church, uh, when I serve the Lord, I, I feel I'm, I'm walking with someone, I'm talking with someone, He's always with me. Uh, the Bible shows us uh, God is always looking, searching for people who are searching for Him. Uh, I know many of you are watching my testimony in this program. You are looking for the truth. You are looking for someone to help you to know the true God. I just want to mention today, I just want to give you this passage. God loves you. God wants to be close too. I know many of you are following something you never have relationship with it, as I did, you know. But I want to tell you, Word of God said, Jesus died for all of us. To make the bridge, we can uh, go to God's presence, to have a close relationship with Him. To, uh, I know many of you are today looking for to satisfy the Lord. Then you can go to heaven and spend eternity with the Lord. Jesus provided this for us. When He died on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago, He made the way for us. So we can go through His blood, through His crucifixion, to God's presence. And even though if we die today, we go to His presence and spend eternity forever. I know uh, many of you trying to follow the Sharia, the, the law of Islam, that might give you peace in your heart. Uh, I know many of you for years and years and years doing that, but still you're feeling you are far away from God. I, w I just want to let you know, in Christ, you, do, you just need to give your heart to, to the Lord. At the moment you're giving your heart to the Lord, you don't have to follow the Sharia. You just have to submit your heart and follow the Christ every day. And then you will see God's peace in your life, joy of the Lord in your heart. Well, I was um, a young young boy, and just growing up in a Muslim home, I, uh, you know, to, to be a Muslim, you also were Turkish. So being Turkish was also a Muslim, and for me, that really meant uh, family. Uh, it meant fear of God. It meant fear of my father, and to me, it was just a, a religion motivated by fear, and uh, and also respect and honor. Which, uh, which we really valued in our home. Allah to me was a, f I can't say a father, but a force who's really ready to uh, hurt me if I didn't do the right thing. Who's really ready to raise his hand and strike me if I wasn't in line with the commandments or in line with uh, what Islam would teach. I definitely believed in Allah, and most of my uh, teaching came from my mother. 
and uh, she was the one who had the Quran and she would you know if we were caught lying she would make us swear and put her hand on top of the Quran and you know that was all fearful for me too because I knew if I said the wrong thing something bad was going to happen to me so that, that was a real main part of what being a Muslim was in my household my parents sent me to Catholic school and the only reason is because they saw the the uh, corruption or the, the bad behavior that was in the public schools, which is still around today, and they, they did notice some kind of uh, strict regimen in the Catholic schools, and that's where they ended up sending me, and that's where my first exposure to Christ was. Um, I can't say it was a true Christ, but that's where my first exposure to, uh, to Jesus was. And they did teach me don't bow down to the statues, don't kiss the statues, and so I was very fearful of that as a Muslim, um, so I wouldn't do that. And that was my first exposure, like I said, to Christ. And, and I really just built, developed a curiosity for Christ. My second exposure to Jesus was through two of my best friends. Uh, they started to share with me about Jesus and who he was and they were Catholics at the time um, and one of them really left an impression on me and he was my best friend at the time and he really explained to me about who Jesus was and the things that he did and miracles that he did was which is also in the Quran being born of a virgin and all that a lot of similarities but I really believed that he had the whole story and he also said to me that if you don't receive Christ as your Savior, just put it bluntly, he just said, you will go to hell. And this is something I never heard of, uh, because I thought I was already on my way to heaven because of appeasing Allah in some way, he would have mercy on me. It wasn't uh, security, but the way he explained it to me, there was security in Christ. And my initial reaction was rage. I really went after my best friend. And I couldn't believe I was actually doing this. We were on a construction job. I went after him physically, uh, verbally first, and he just wouldn't be quiet. And then people actually had to get between us to break us up, and the rage just built up. But mainly because I think for me, I was being told I was wrong. And I think a lot of that was ingrained because of the religion of Islam. It's a very aggressive religion, um, and I'm not saying we're all aggressive or we're all aggressive as Muslims but we are taught to retaliate and and that's what I did and not even knowing that it was so ingrained in me um, and I couldn't believe I was actually retaliating against my best friend and that to me says the opposition that I had in my heart because of Islam that we are taught that everybody else is the infidel and that was my really initial reaction and because of my own issues that I had uh, because of the way I was raised and because of having a very strict father and it developed a lot of rage and anger inside of me and some of that was directed towards God too and now I hear that I'm wrong about something and I was the last person that you would say I was wrong um, because of uh, just the way I was and just, uh, just the maybe the, the anger that I had towards my father and God just directing it towards other people. So after me and my friend were co continuously arguing, and I, but I finally just said to him, listen, we really need to step back. It's getting between our friendship, and he agreed to do that. But the one thing he did say to me that really stuck out in my mind was, which I never heard before because of religion, uh, he said to me, I'm only saying this to you because I love you and God loves you and he doesn't want to see you go to hell and that's what really I think planted a seed in my heart something I never heard before that the love of God is what really draws us to him and that's what really made an impact on me and later I started to question even more now now that I'm seeing the love rather than the aggression uh, this is what I was responding to so what I did was in my mind I started questioning myself who this Jesus person really is. I mean, I heard that he can, through so many people who, um, whether it's on TV or whatever, so many people who were saying that this Jesus can change your heart, he can change your life, and all this other, you know, all these other things that can help you uh, just get through life. But I think there was more than that. And that's what I needed. I mean, I grew up 
because of what I went through as a child, um, depressed, angry, lost, and I knew all that, and all this was building up inside of me. And once I heard about the love of God, that's when things started to change in my heart. I was hearing the Bible through my friend, and he was just reciting verses, and he was uh, just explaining things that Jesus said about him, him being the truth and the life, and that's really what uh, was drawing me to him. I was hearing his words through his servant, and that, that's what I would say uh, started to bring me to that point where uh, I believe God's Spirit was working in my heart. He was meeting me where I was at. So what I did one day, just out of a pure miracle, I believe, is just I got on my knees one day. I said, okay, and this is exactly what I said. Jesus, if you are real, and if you can really change hearts the way people say you can, you can really change my life, I want you to do this. And I'm on my knees actually asking to receive Jesus Christ. And, and I... And I really was, was drawn to him so much, and I couldn't resist him. And it wasn't because he was aggressive, it wasn't because he was uh, coming after me with, with a holy stick ready to beat me. It was really, I felt his love. So I got on my knees and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to really do this. I can't believe I'm doing this because I am a Muslim. And what's that going to mean for me? Does that mean I have to change my ways? Does that mean I have to change my, you know, my family? Am I going to be rejected? But it didn't really matter to me at that point. Once I said the words, not only the words, but once I really spoke it from my heart for Jesus to come into my life, I knew this was the truth. And th this is what drew me to Him, was the truth. I was seeking for truth. I didn't have any truth in my life. I grew up with lies. I grew up with deception. And here's the one person that allowed me to come to him and, and I really remember almost not not audibly but just in my heart <clears throat> he was just saying to me this is the truth I am the truth and I knew after I said those words after I came up onto my feet I knew I did the right thing after I received Christ everybody was rejoicing and later on I found out that so many people were praying for me to receive Christ and, and I did this is a concept I never had I, I never knew that people actually would pray for you uh, like this um, and they did and, and because of that I believe God drew me to him but the one thing that I remember when I started to pick up the Bible and read it um, and my first Bible was an NIV uh, study Bible and it just really explained to you uh, in the subtext what was really happening uh, if you couldn't understand it and and it really um, helped me develop, develop a relationship with him and, and the more I read about Jesus the more I fell in love with him and this again, this concept to me was strange, but Christ in my heart was answering every question that I had about God. Up to this point, I was known as the craziest kid on the block. I mean, I was just doing some things I can't even tell you uh, that were just embarrassing and, and just brought shame to my family and uh, a lot of heartache. And it, and it was really for attention. So a lot of these things I was doing, I believe, was breaking God's heart. and. How God changed my life, I mean, once I received Christ, the funny thing is, He changed my behavior, He changed the way I spoke to people, He changed the way I thought about people, um, and I can't say it was an immediate change, it took me about six years to really grasp the idea and, and, and the truth about what He wants from me, and, and God was slowly ingraining and giving me a new identity, which is in Christ. So my behavior really changed a lot. Uh, and like I said, the funny thing was, no one taught me to stop smoking. No one taught me to stop using bad language. No one taught me to stop drinking. No one taught me to stop mistreating women. No one taught me that. It just happened in my heart. No one could teach me that. And to me, that was a miracle. I mean, here I am desiring to do the right thing. And it's just coming from God himself and, and like I said the more I read about Jesus the more I fell in love with him and, and the more I realized how my flesh was fighting against him and, and he gently just restart to restore me restore my life restore my identity uh, in him I mean there's still a lot more changes to do but you know the main issues were being taken care of by God and it's it's only done by him I had nothing to do with it
to my Muslim friend, you know, God loves you, and I'm only a person who, who really was desperate, and I'm only a person who was starving, who found food, and here I am to share that food with you. And, and, and that's it. That's all I can really say about that is, is Jesus really gave my starving spirit that bread, which he is. He even called himself the bread of life. And I feed on him now. And it's not this earthly kind of feeding you might want to think, but it's a spiritual kind of feeding because he's our lifeline. And I'm just here to tell you that he loves you. He loves you. And, and he loves me. And he loves us all just the same. And, and I found treasure treasure more worth more than gold and rubies and whatever you can imagine and I'm here to give it to you for free because he gave it to me for free and it, it's something that we can never do to earn you know God loves us no matter what we can't earn his love uh, he loves us regardless of who we are and what we've done against him I know there's a verse in the Bible that says because he lives I will also live and that was such an impact when I read that I'm going to live someday again. You know, this body will deteriorate, this body will die. And, and if you're in a place where you're not sure, if you're in a place where you don't know where you're going to go when you die, don't undermine what Jesus Christ can do for you. Don't just throw it aside and say, well, he can't because of your own selfish beliefs. Believe it because he said it. And he could change your life and he could change your heart if you allow him to. And you could know eternal salvation through Jesus Christ. And it's, it's a step of faith. And it's not faith in your faith, it's faith in Him, the one true God. I was born in Pakistan and I grew up as a Muslim. And all my life I, I was taught to follow Allah. And Muhammad is the final prophet uh, of Islam. And uh, I was taught that, uh, and I believed that uh, there was four books that came from heaven, but the final book was the Quran, and it was the final revelation. And so I used to go to study the Quran after school for three to four hours at a time every single day, because uh, my family wanted me to be ingrained with 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 the truth of of what I believed. And the one thing I remember as a Muslim was that I was always opposed or or brought up to oppose the deity of who Jesus is. The Quran talked about Jesus, but we could never call him the Son of God. Uh, that was blasphemy. In fact, that was the greatest sin that any Muslim could ever commit, was to confess that Jesus is the Son of God. And so that's the mindset I was brought up with. And I was brought up with, I wanted to be a servant of God. I wanted to obey God. I wanted to, uh, to be obedient. Uh, I wanted His will for my life. I wanted to, uh, to know his, just obey Him and submit to, to Allah. There's a hope in, in, in every Muslim heart and was in mind that I would go to heaven but I, was, I thought I could only go to heaven through good works and so I would hope that, that God would one day have mercy on me but there was no real guarantee and one thing I remember even as a young child sitting on a, on a couch in my living room I was probably five six years old and I remember thinking that whoever God is I wonder is he a good God? How is he? I, I wanted to, 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 I just inquired in my heart. I didn't really have an answer at that time. But I remember thinking thoughts like that, uh, wanting to know more than what I did know about, uh, about God or, or Allah, as I would say, as a Muslim. I wanted to have a higher education in my life and uh, I left the country for the purposes of education and then later I got involved in business and in business some of the people I was connecting with and working with many of them uh, were Christians or they believed that Jesus was the Son of God now this I did not like because as a Muslim this was an open confrontation because I thought that they were deceived and that the Bible was inaccurate that it was changed and I remember telling them that that the Bible's changed it's inaccurate that it, it's not correct and that you should not call Jesus as God's son and that's blasphemy and that's really where my first introduction uh, to Jesus came along some people I do remember they had a peace about them and not not all of them but some of them had some kind of peace 
I could tell that they had and that you know I, I was a little curious about that but not enough to, to, to investigate I was more interested in saying you know let's bring these Christians and help them see the, the Quran let them accept Islam and submit to Allah that is what I was trying to do uh, I was invited to uh, first I was invited to a church and I said no I don't go to church I'm a Muslim don't invite me to church but you can come to a mosque if you like I said to them so then later they invited me uh, some Christian businessmen invited me to a business conference where there were successful people in business training on how to be successful in business so I knew that I wanted education I wanted to learn how to be successful that's why I, I was getting more education and so I went to this conference and there was a probably 20,000 people in this auditorium and on the Sunday morning they stopped the conference and they had this service they, they, they called it a Christian service which I thought that only occurred in a church or a building uh, so here was something that they were going to do that I didn't want to go to but someone said to me if you come to this service you can have a front row seat and as you sit in the front row after this conference is over you can keep your seat for the remainder of this business conference so that was a good good idea because I was going to be there secondly they said whoever's going to be speaking is a businessman he's not a priest uh, he's not some kind of uh, uh, religious leader he's just a businessman and I thought as a Muslim well how bad can that be to hear a businessman so I went there to get my front row seat and this man got up and the first thing he said was Jesus is the Son of God now that offended me as a Muslim I got angry and then he said there's no name given by which you must be saved except the name of Jesus and he said if you reject Jesus he goes you will go to hell and I did not like that at all but he said one other thing he said but if you receive Jesus then you are guaranteed to go to heaven and spend eternity with Jesus now that made me mad too and that was the beginning of me hearing about Jesus and how they were very bold about him there was a boldness about this Jesus but I thought the man speaking was deceived and I said it's my responsibility as a Muslim to go speak to him and correct him because I thought he was wrong and so he did this invitation for people out of the audience to come to the front by the stage and, and, and he basically was inviting them to, to come to Jesus I didn't quite understand but when he gave the invitation I got up and I ran and I was one of the first people there because I thought I could talk to the man now but by the time I got to the front of this stage I noticed hundreds of people started to come out of the aisles and they began to run to the front and so when I got to the front I got stuck to the front of the stage and all these people were there it was literally about three to five thousand people and I didn't know what to do I thought maybe I should leave but I couldn't I got stuck and I remember the businessman he had tears in his eyes and he was looking at everybody and he said I want you to repeat this prayer after me and he started his prayer by saying Jesus is the Son of God and I said no I can't say that I'm a Muslim so I said my kalma I said if they're going to say something like that I'm going to say my kalma which is the statement of faith of a Muslim and I said that and I left there and two of uh, my Christian friends came to me and they wanted to give me a hug and they said congratulations and I said what for and they said well you went to receive and become a Christian I said no don't you ever call me a Christian I'm a Muslim and I remember saying to them I said the mountains can shake the earth can move but there's nothing on this earth that can make me say that Jesus is the Son of God. I went to another conference and again they reserved me a front row seat for that Sunday morning. So I went there and I realized that they gave invitation after talking about Jesus being the way, the truth and the life. They gave invitation to invite people to the front again and I went to the front again. But that's when I realized that they were trying to win people through, to Jesus through business and I made a decision as a Muslim that I would do the same thing and I would hold meetings and preach from the Quran and give open invitation to Christians and other people to come to Islam accept Muhammad as the final prophet and to embrace Islam and submit to Allah 
That's what I wanted to do as a Muslim. But I had to learn how they were doing it. Because in business I was taught, learn from them who are already successful. But I noticed they had a lot of good results. And I wanted to learn what they were doing so I could learn and, and be integrate with their community and be able to do it for Islam. And that is how it all began. But then I went back to another conference. And I went to spy and to see how they do it. And I remember they were doing and talking about how Jesus is the Son of God. How anyone who believes upon Jesus or even calls upon His name will become a son or a daughter or a child of God. They would receive the right to become children of God. I remember they were talking about that. Then at the end, this businessman asked all the people in the audience to stand up, about 20,000. So out of courtesy, I stood up as well. And I knew now that he was about to give this invitation to the front like they normally do. And I knew I did not need to respond because now I knew what it meant. So while I stood there and he began to invite people to this front, suddenly the living God showed up. And when God came, I knew with every fiber of my being, my very spirit, my soul, my very body, that I was standing before the Most High God. And His presence stood right before me, went right through me, encircled me. I, was, I felt ambushed and I was alone with God. I had so many questions in my mind. I didn't understand what's going on. Why is God manifesting Himself? What's happening? I never experienced the majesty of God, but I knew that I was standing before Him. And I asked Him one question. And I said, I said, God, as loud as I could from my heart, I said, God, what are you doing here? I thought, these are the bad guys. What I meant was, why would God manifest amongst a people that are blaspheming in my thought by worshiping Jesus as the Son of God? So when I was before Him, I heard a voice. It was an audible voice. And I heard this voice say to me, no. These are my children. And he said it again, No, these are my children. And a third time, No, these are my children. When he said that, it was as if a veil or something fell from my eyes. Now I knew with every fiber of my being that Jesus is the Son of God. It was a revelation. I didn't just believe it, I knew it. And now I had to respond. And I walked to the front and I confessed with my mouth that Jesus is the Son of God. That He truly was born of a virgin. And that He shed His blood and He did die on a cross. And I confess that I, God raised Him from the dead the third day. And I remember saying, I said, Jesus, would you come into my heart? Would you take away my stony heart? Would you give me a new heart that I might love the Father as you? And so, in this revelation, I knew in my heart, the deepest part of me, the core of my being already knew by revelation that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, in my mind, I didn't understand that part. I didn't understand how could this be because my mind was trained to oppose that. I didn't have the understanding yet, but I had the revelation. After I, I came to the realization of who Jesus is, I had a hunger and a desire to know Him and understand what I knew in my heart to be true. So I got a hold of a Bible. Someone gave me a Bible. So I began to read this word. And I, I would open it and I would read it, you know, as much as I could every day. And then I'd put it down or I might get tired or I'd go to sleep. But one morning, uh, the Holy Spirit came into the place that I was. And this river of God began to flow from the top of my head to the soles of my feet for three hours. And I heard a voice and I heard words I never heard all my life as a Muslim. And this is what I heard. I heard the Father speak to me and He said, I love you, son. I love you, son. And He said it a third time, I love you, son. I never heard those words as a Muslim. And I, all I wanted to ever be was a servant. But here was God saying, son. And when I got up from that floor about 10.30, I picked up the Bible. And when I opened it up and I'd look at the page, literally one page or passage at a time would leap off the page, go into my heart and explode. And I had understanding in my mind. Now I understood 
the very word I wanted to know, that I could learn more about Jesus and about God. And this scriptures began to be written on my heart, and for 36 hours I did not put that Bible down. I did not eat, I did not drink, but for 36 hours I read through the whole Bible. It was fast. I looked at the page, it would jump into my heart. I began to have understanding, and I realized that the Spirit of God, who is the author of this book, began to write this word on the very tables of my heart. And that began, that's when I really began to see a change in me. From that moment, I had a certain change, I had an understanding. It was as if prior to that, I would be drowning in water in my new Christian life. I didn't understand, I'd come up for a breath, and then I'd feel like I'm drowning again because the circumstances, the challenges. But then, at this very moment, when I had this revelation, and I began to understand the scriptures, I began to, as if symbolically speak, walk on the water. And that's when life began to change. And every person I came in contact with in my life, they came to Jesus. That they came to Jesus, not right away sometimes, sometimes two years, sometimes three, sometimes immediately. But I began to see this life go and touch other people's hearts. And they began to respond to Jesus. See, revelation is like life entering into the heart of man. Light is illumination of that revelation or life in our heart coming into our understanding, coming into our mind. That's why this gentleman by the name of John once spoke about Jesus and said that in him was life and he was the light of men. See, we have life in us that becomes a light. See, many religions have light. Everybody has light, which is knowledge and information, but light alone is not enough. It is the life of God that brings a light, and that is the difference for me. When I was a Muslim, I had light, but the light in me was darkness. But now I have the life of Jesus that is a light unto men, including myself, where I can see Him as He really is. But you know, it takes the Spirit of the living God to open our eyes. To my Muslim brothers, what I would say is this, that there's a cry buried deep within their heart, and God hears. Ishmael, who was the first person to ever be named before birth by God, means God hears. And God hears the cry of every Muslim heart. 1.5 billion Muslims are in a spiritual wilderness with a cry that has been buried from their father Ishmael. And what's happening is God is about to awaken and answer the cry of the Muslim people and show them the well of living water that their heart thirsts for and allow them to see in this living water the face of Jesus so that they may know the Father who loves them and destined them as a people for in these times to come to a revelation of Jesus Christ. He knows the deepest desire and the deepest cry that even the Muslim does not know is buried so deep, suppressed within them. That is the cry that the Father wants to answer. And every Muslim cannot just be a servant, but have the opportunity to know God as Father. So the Father can impart identity, life. And the only way to know Father, God as Father, the only way to know God as Father, is to know Jesus whom he sent. Jesus did not just become the Son of God when he was born of a virgin. Jesus was the Word of God who was with God before all creation. He is the same Word. The Quran calls him the Word. He is that Word and he is that Word that became flesh. He walked and dwelt among us. This Word Jesus is the living Word that the Muslim needs to receive and this word is the one that can give them life Jesus is the word that pre-existed before all creation he is the son of God because he is the word that came and out of the father he is the word that proceeded with the father this is what I would say to a Muslim in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the Word was God. The beginning is creation. If we go back before creation, there was a time when the Word was with God. If we go further back, there was a time when the Word was in God. And then the Word came out of God. 
And that's why it says, And the Father gave His only Son, so that we might believe and receive Him and have eternal life. Isaiah 65, you know, the scripture says that I, I, I reveal myself to even them that are not asking of me. I manifest myself to them that were not consciously seeking me. Then the next part of the verse says, I said, God speaking, Behold me, behold me unto a nation that was not called by my name. I come from the nation of Islam. And I believe that God has a plan to reach out to people that don't even know Him. Because He's made precedent to know them. And I really believe the same thing is going to happen with the Muslim people, my fellow brethren, are going to have an encounter, a head-on collision with the glory of Jesus Christ. And they're going to have their eyes open supernaturally. And they're going to see Jesus like they've never seen Him before. And the cry that is buried deep in every Muslim heart, that has been buried for centuries, will be awakened. And when that cry is awakened, when that cry comes forth, we are going to see a mass of people. And we're going to hear a sound of Muslim people coming out of the wilderness, spiritually speaking, into a revelation of the person of Jesus. And they're going to embrace the Father. And they're going to find their identity. And they're going to find out who they really are. And that how God always loved them, had a plan for them, and intends to reveal Jesus to them. Muslim culture, and I specifically mentioned my home, uh, I come from a home that, that my parents were practicing Islam. They were observant of, of the traditions of Islam. Uh, in school, I was identified as Muslim. You know, I remember uh, we had a course in religion as we were coming up, and uh, and obviously we were required to learn the ropes about Islam. You know, how to pray, uh, how to fast, and I learned all of those. Yet my heart was not completely avidated uh, because I had a lot of questions. I always felt about God as distant. Uh, I always felt that he would require a lot of things from me, but I don't uh, completely understood his character. And, uh, and that was a struggle that I had. I had grown totally away you know, from the whole idea of God. I was just thinking like an average person, to try to better myself, to uh, try to get a good job, get good education and so on. And I thought that those are the things that bring peace in my life. I was a student in college and I received the invitation from this Indian guy. He had started a ministry among international students. Now, I was a student and I was poor and so when he came and showed me this piece of paper, he said, well, there's a dinner program. And I said, well, good, it's a dinner, so it's free, let's go to it. And I told my wife then, uh, let's go to, uh, to this dinner program. So when we went there, I started conversing with some of these folks. And I find out they belong to a Bible college nearby. And uh, one of them, kind of in, in conversation, he asked me about what I believe. And then he uh, mentioned uh, to me something about Jesus, something about God. You know, that was the first time I heard someone talk about God as if he had lunch with him that day. You know, it was just, a, it was so foreign to me because I always thought about God as about the business of the universe and he's not busy talking to any individual. But he starts sharing about God in a very personal way. And then he mentioned the word like cross and uh, you know the payment for the sin and so on. And uh, I did not totally catch that, but I remember one thing very clearly first time. When I looked at the expression of this guy and he was talking about God so differently than what I've heard all my life. I thought that this is interesting, I'd like to know more. Even though I did not tell him, I was too proud to admit that there's something interesting and appealing about what he's saying. And I, I just stayed quiet and uh, I actually was not totally quiet, I was just kind of opposing. I was saying that, oh, you know, I believe in God, I'm, you know, I'm Muslim, you know, we, we practice, you know, uh, you know, worship and other stuff. And, and uh, but inside of me I felt a nudge that there is something this person is talking about that I have not experienced. Now that night we left and that was the first time that I heard about Jesus in a different way than I heard in Iran. 
And uh, I walked back to my home with my wife. And it was interesting that my wife was equally touched that night. She started changing. She started actually uh, uh, feeling like, you know, we haven't been missing something. And she started <laughs> reading the Bible and meeting some Christian. In fact, next Sunday, he, she got up and went to church. And I said, that's fine, you want to go to church, it's fine. But I stayed home. But there was something inside of me, which I think it was a seed from God, that made me just asking this question, what is it in the life of this person? So this thing went on. My wife, after two, three months of fellowshipping with these individuals, she committed her life to Christ. Now, when she committed her life to Christ, our home was, you have to understand, it was in a situation where we had marriage problems, we had uh, a lot of issues, and my wife immediately started changing. Uh, it was very clear to me that this wasn't just a set of belief that, that make her know more than I do, but it was something that impacted her life. It was just tremendous. You know what happened? Uh, as I saw her changing, I started feeling so convicted about my sins because I was, I was beginning to hear this thing that God wants to deal with our sin. That's what is separating us. That's the reason I don't have peace because of the lack of uh, forgiveness in my life. I did not have forgiveness. Uh, I didn't understand it, but I understood later on as I was talking to these individuals, that same gentleman and some others, that the issue that is in my life is that I do not have a relationship with God. And that relationship cannot be attained by following certain rules. You cannot just pray enough or fast enough to get closer. I'd, in fact, I tried it. When my wife became Christian, I said, I'm just going to double my effort. I know this is not a month of fasting, but I'm going to go with fast. And I know it's not you know, supposed to be this much prayer, but I'm going to do more. Maybe doing more of good things is going to settle my, you know, uh, the turmoil that is in my heart. And you know what? I was getting worse. And uh, it was interesting. As God was changing my wife, she was, she was just changing daily. She was more patient with me. And I was getting worse in, in a sense. And, uh, and she was just showing so much patience, so much love toward me. And that was, uh, again, more indication of the reality of what happened to her. And it made me more, even con more convicted. Now, as, as time went on, this was... This, took almost whole months after her conversion. I would just keep going to my classes, but I would just keep thinking about this. I think Holy Spirit was nudging in my heart that, Farhad, you need to come. You need to submit to God, and He wants to change your life. And I would hear that, but I, I was too proud. I was just thinking that I cannot turn my back to my culture, to my parents, to my uh, friends. Now, I was just debating about the cost of this now because I realized that I do have a lot of friends and if I uh, say yes, the voice of God in my heart and to accept Jesus as my Savior and Jesus, in fact, that paid my price on the Calvary, then, uh, then how would I answer these people? So, so that was part of my turmoil. I wanted it. I wanted it badly. So, I was going to class and I was walking among the many students. It was just crowded, this path. There were many people who were walking and I was just thinking as if I didn't know I'm walking with everybody else. I felt alone. And I was hearing the, the voice of Holy Spirit, I have to say. And it wasn't audible, but it was speaking to my heart. And I froze right in the middle of this crowd. It was as if that, you know, God was calling me and said, it's time. Don't wait to you go to church or something like that. I want you now. I want you to trust me. I want you to surrender your life to me. I have the future and hope for you. And I'll tell you what, I froze and I know the moment of salvation came at that time because I remember as I was walking, people were looking at me. I'm frozen among the, you know, all this population and there's something happening in my heart. And at that time, I said, Lord Jesus, you are real. I don't know how to explain this, but I know if you are real to my wife and to those friends that I met, I want to invite you to my heart. And I invited him to my heart. When I came back home, 
that day, I, my wife noticed there was something about my looks. And, it, and she said that. She said it, it changed. And I told her, I said, listen, something happened to me. And I, don't, uh, I want you to know, I'm not following you. I'm following the one you're following. I'm following Jesus. And I want you to know that I surrendered my life. And I've tried hard to get away from this, but I, I could not. But I told her this. I said, my heart has changed. I'm, I feel at this point that my direction is changing. There's something higher for our lives that is in, in, in place now. And God is moving us. Christ is not who I thought he was. He's so different. He's not a prophet. He's not the average person. He's not a person who comes and gives a good counsel. He's God in flesh. And he's he just giving us different kind of hope and different kind of future. You see, religion was saying just keep a good appearance. But now someone else working my heart and giving more words. He said, listen, you're my child. And I give you strength and power through the Holy Spirit to be the best. And I'll tell you what, and as a husband, I get strength from Jesus. See, God t doesn't tell us to be a good person. He gives us power and enables us to be a good person. We cannot be good. There's no one who's good. And so I, I tell people, I say, listen, if you don't, if you don't experience that, that born-again process, if you don't let God to make you a brand new person, then you're always going to struggle because you have to rely on your own power. But God wants to change you and come and live in you and give you strength. The most religions say, I hope you make it. Jesus said, I made it. And you can come on my credit. So that's, that's another reason I tell people, trust Christ. God has found a way for us to get settled and reconciled with Him. If you don't have peace in your life, if you don't have joy in your life, those are indications that there is something missing. Don't follow a religion just because somebody wanted you to. Think about what you believe, how it impacted your life. If it's truly from God, then you will have peace and joy and forgiveness. And I'll tell you, the only one that provides that is Jesus Christ.